Scribble notes, uh, scribble notes when I wrote these quotes If I offend, pardon me, there's more of me to grow Creative in my process, enjoy the show The will is different when you recognize the different strokes Different folks, same goals, we all want the most So when we reach the top, we can enjoy the toast The type of bread we get is fresh about the bakery Told them don't play with me, with or without a degree Don't question my intensity, bravery Similar to agencies that want to see you fold So just pray for me, and pray for me Einstein with my energy to the Scribble Notes podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Jamel, how are you? You know, life is life is good. I cannot complain. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners and let them know who you are? Sure. Uh, I'm Tarek. Um, I've been running several businesses uh, since 2006. Um, presently, I have a YouTube channel and um, that's the channel which is it's called the s factor so Mm. s standing for success so essentially the whole youtube channel is focused on entrepreneurs and business owners and other people who are sort of uh you know helping uh, with various things related to business and things like that so i interviewed them and try to find out their success factors. Mm. So that's what that's why the name of the channel is the S factor. And um, what we try to do is educate new business owners with some of the knowledge that they may need in order to get to the next level. Where that sounds dope. What got you? What got you started? Well, it's an interesting story, actually, and. Um, it's, it's all by accident, honestly speaking. It's not like I set out to do this, but um, to make a very long story short, basically what it was, it was that um, I, I, I'm a talent coach. So what that means is that I assist job seekers with interview coaching tips, writing resumes and things like that. So back in 2015, I created some coaching videos and, um, you know, they were on a different platform and that was more like an education course, which people used to take. And um, after 2018, I, you know, I just kind of gave up on that platform mm. because nothing really was happening. So the pandemic hit in 2020 and uh, I wasn't as busy uh, during the first few months of the pandemic. So I'm like thinking, okay, what can I do now? You know, like, Uh, going out of my mind, sitting at home and things like that. So I said, you know what? I have all these videos, all these materials, which people can benefit from. So why don't I just upload these into my YouTube channel? And I had almost no content at that time. And Mm. I wasn't really, and these videos uh, are not really created for YouTube at all. Like, I don't ask you to like it, like my stuff or comment or subscribe to my channel because that's not what they were meant for. But anyway, so I uploaded them and I forgot about them. Honestly, yeah. I, I, I didn't keep track or nothing like that. So one day, like a um, year or so later, I was at this party and I was talking to this guy and I said, hey, uh, I have the last time I checked, I had 26 subscribers. So I said, you know what, uh, why don't you subscribe to my channel? And he goes, yeah, sure. So he, he pulls out his phone and, and they're running ads on my uh, videos. Oh. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Why are they running ads? Like, 
I'm not getting paid. I, I didn't even know this whole monetization thing that well at that time. I, thought, I was like, whoa, what, what's going on here, right? And um, by this time, I see that um, I had actually gained hundreds of subscribers. Mm. And, and some of these videos had thousands of views and things like that. And I was like, whoa, I mean, that's, that's unexpected because yeah. I didn't do anything. It was just, you know, organically, these things were happening. So I was like, <laughs> they're running ads and I'm not getting paid. What's going on here, right? And then I sort of, you know, dove deep into figuring out this whole AdSense thing and how YouTube works mm. because I had only heard about people making, you know, millions on YouTube or whatever, but I had no idea how they were doing it, nor did I care, honestly speaking. So um, late last year, um, I had reached a point where I had close to a thousand subs. I think it was 900 something, but basically it sort of flatlined uh, yeah. views and subs coming in, everything had kind of flatlined. So I knew that I needed to do something a little different. And over the years, I've been really influenced by certain channels that I have followed. Graham Stephan being one of them. And then you have mm. Upflip and similar kind of uh, channels, you know, where they discuss business and finance and they look at how entrepreneurs have scaled up their businesses. Mm. And I've taken so many ideas from these guys as well, right, for my own business. So I thought, you know what, why don't I interview some business owners and see how that goes? Because I need to do something different because you can only provide so many interview tips, right? After yeah. a point, you're like, how, I, how many more times? All. Yeah. How many more times can you actually advise people to answer a question? So after a while, I was like, you know what? Let's do something different. So uh, I, I started uh, basically trying to create, because I'm from uh, Toronto, Canada. So obviously I was looking at people in my own backyard to do interviews and in-person interviews. But what I quickly figured out was that that wasn't really feasible, uh, nor was it efficient. And uh, when you first start out and you're not really making any money like myself at this moment, right? But the thing is that you are, you're having to spend a lot of money for, you know, video, edit, mm -hmm. all this stuff it's not really very feasible to do these in-person kind of things. So although I did one and that video really did well for me, and that was one of the reasons why I got monetized because there were so many views on that and the retention and all those things are really good on that particular video I did. But what I quickly figured out was that, um, you know, a lot of people uh, don't want to actually come on these kinds of podcasts or YouTube, and they don't want to talk about uh, financials. Mm. They don't want to talk about you know how much their business has made or you know, for various reasons. And I understand that, right? But then you have this whole uh, global pool of people in various countries, especially in the U.S., where people actually want to discuss these kind of things. So I thought, you know what, uh, I don't have to restrict myself to only Canadians. I can also talk to people anywhere around the world. We have yeah. this wonderful technology, like right now, right? Zoom. 
and and so many other of these streaming platforms. So I said, why not? So um, I started this series called Global Achievers, and uh, I have um, so far we have recorded various episodes, but we have published about ten of them. So essentially, this series is focused on uh, entrepreneurs, business owners uh, who are actually talking about financials, marketing strategies. They're offering actual, you know, very uh, tactical tips on how you can solve certain problems in your business, how you can scale up, you know, efficiently, how do you go about running your operations and things like that. You know, all these things really fascinate me. And um, I just have general conversations. And so far, I would say that um, uh, the, you know, gained about more than a thousand subs in the last two to three months, I want to say. And um, it, it's, it's going okay, because mm. now the audience kind of has shifted, because the people who were here before waiting for, you know, interview coaching and things like that, nowadays, the audience is a little different, right? So yeah. it's more geared towards uh, self-employed people, people trying to start a business or people who have businesses, right? And they're struggling with growth and such, right? But I've been very fortunate on two fronts. One is that I've had some excellent people on the episode so far, people who are really successful and people who... I would never have opportunity to have a discussion if I didn't have that particular, you know, my YouTube channel, which I do, right? Number yeah. one. Number two, it would be impossible for me to be on this particular podcast, for example, with you, Jamil, talking about this, right? So uh, I feel that not only have I learned a lot, uh, from these interviews and talking to these business owners who are very successful in their own field, right? But I think that the information which they have uh, provided uh, various episodes about various different things, I think it is very helpful for anybody who's struggling with growth, who's thinking about, you know, starting their business or who have started their business, but just don't, you know, maybe they're stuck on something. Yeah, it, it's crazy. You said so much, but I, I really just took away like you pivoted when things got kind of stagnant because you have to continue to grow as a as a creative. You have to continue to grow as an mm -hmm. entrepreneur and it's easy to get caught up in, well, this worked, so I have to do it this way. But also being able to still see that if you really wanted to uh, broaden the horizon and get more guests and be able to reach more people that that opportunity was there because of the internet and I know even for myself as I've kind of expanded and learned and grown that piece of that piece of that business is just doing something and trying things even though you don't know what the outcome is going to be if you don't ever try um, you will never know that's 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 my opinion um i've been part of these um you know youtube facebook groups uh for small creators with you know small channels for uh many years right um because i was always fascinated but you know nowadays i can actually see their real struggle a lot of people 
in my opinion, again, I, you know, I'm no expert. I'm just a few months into this with a couple of thousand subs. So I, I, I'm no expert here. But in general, what I find is that people are too hung up on things like which color will work on my thumbnail better? Is it blue? Is it yellow? Is it green? Whatever, right? Where should I place uh, this particular flag or this particular symbol? Should it go on the right or the left? At the end of the day, rather than overthinking something, I think the content is the most important thing, in my opinion. Like, of course, your thumbnail matters, your title matters, all those things matter. But, you know, some people overthink it, is what, I'm, what I've been seeing for many years. With me, I don't overthink stuff. Uh, what I try to do is that I try to create something which has value for people who are listening. So I'll give you a very quick example. And again, this is a shameless plug, obviously, for my YouTube channel. But uh, uh, one of the episodes coming up uh, next month is with a gentleman who was the head of hostage negotiation uh, in Australia for one of their police forces for 20 years, right? He was part of 200 plus uh, negotiations. So he's got a wealth of experience. And from there, he actually capitalized by forming his own risk management company and then going on to hold a lot of senior level positions at some of these larger companies, right? So people might think like he was a hostage negotiator, right? What has that got to do with business? See, one of the key skills I think any entrepreneur, entrepreneur needs to have is the ability to negotiate. Mm. whatever it may be, right? Uh, terms, conditions, pricing, you name it, right? So what I tried to uh, elicit from that episode was a system through which someone can become a better negotiator. Mm. So he lays down these four steps on how you can control any conversation and sort of get the best out of it. Because what I learned from him and all these years, you know, for my various businesses, I've been doing negotiation and I thought that, you know, I was, I was doing really well. But what, what I learned from him was that negotiation is not just winning one thing. It's about maintaining a relationship mm -hmm. so that Today, you can get $1 off, but if you keep the relationship going, then tomorrow, maybe you can get $5 off on something else. So it's not just one and done. A good negotiator actually maintains a long-term relationship with the person they're doing business with. Mm -hmm. Because the way he differentiated is that he said one is bargaining and one is negotiating. You go to uh, like, you know, anywhere like, and you say, hey, it's 10 bucks. No, I'm going to give you five because you're not going to see this person again, probably. Yeah. You just want the stuff, whatever it is for, and you think you only want to pay five bucks, you take it and you go home and you're done with it. But if that person was your supplier and you would be getting good, goods or services from that person on a daily basis, would you just say five bucks and, or walk away? Probably mm, not, right? Yeah. You want to maintain that relationship that even if you pay seven bucks today, 
you have a good enough relationship. So the next time you can get either a better service or a better price. So, um, you know, just this is a very simple example, but what I'm trying to do at least is um, I'm trying to bring in um, business owners who have a track record of success in their business and they're talking about ways they've gotten there. And I'm trying to bring in professionals and other people who have who can add some value in terms of these kinds of tactical skills, which any business owner needs to have. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Like, honestly, because it's, it's taking it's taking something that might seem unrelated and being able to give it to your audience, supply it to your audience and teach them skills that they otherwise wouldn't even have considered um, taking a tactic negotiator and saying, this is a great person to learn how to negotiate from, uh, even though the, the platform in which they did it was so different than what you might assume you're doing it. In reality, it's really the same thing. It's, it's all the same. Um, and then also just looking at it from a, from a content creation standpoint, it's a really cool way to differentiate what you're offering compared to everyone else. Um, your, your, your platform, your YouTube channel isn't just interviews, but it's interviews with people uh, who are successful in their field and who might not have uh, the background of just entrepreneur, but also uh, X, Y, or Z that can contribute something to look forward to. Because even, even as you just explained it, like I'm listening to that saying that would be a really cool thing to, to hear or watch um, and learn from, especially with the business lens in mind coming from somewhere else. Um, it's, a, it's, a really, it's really cool because it's something that you don't usually see. Usually people, and this is the other thing I was going to say, is like people have a tendency to stay with what they're comfortable with um, and continue to do more of the same versus innovating their content or trying to push the envelope any which way, because to innovate means to try and to try means to fail at some point. Um, and yeah, you'll be successful, but as you know, right? You try as much as you want, you are going to fail and you have to learn from failures. Uh, and a lot of people don't wanna fail at all, especially if they find something that works well for them. Yeah, I, I totally agree. There are two things I'll, I'll say, and I'll start with the a failure part, is that, you know, a lot of what I see, the younger generation, they're so afraid to fail in today's world. They're like conditioned by what they see in social media, at, you know, in terms of success. And, you know, honestly speaking, it's not flexing with your fancy car or, you know, a whole bunch of cash or or whatever it is, right? That's that's not success in, in my opinion. Because the thing is that real business owners are working, you know, seven days a week. There is no off switch for them. And I, I know this personally. And the thing is that they don't have time to take pictures and post on Insta or wherever, right? And and the thing is that the true entrepreneurs, business owners, See, they let their success speak for themselves. They don't throw it in your face because they know they have to go through all this hard work to get there. And, you know, they're not going to throw it in your face just like that uh, in most cases. So I think that for young people, especially these days, the whole idea of success is very different, I think. 
um, because of you know social media and such, right? And they are so afraid to fail. They think that, you know what, if I start this, I might fail. So I'm not gonna start in the first place. But you know, as the old, old adage goes that you know, failure is the foundation to success. Yeah. And, and it truly is. Real uh, business owners have failed more than they have succeeded. And that's that's the way it goes. If they if they start four or five businesses, maybe one or two didn't do well. Maybe the third one did well, and things like that. So that always happens. That's one. And the other thing I will say uh, in terms of content creation, um, I try to differentiate myself a little bit. I think, and I hope I can keep this going, is that majority of business channels um, on YouTube, you will find that um, they feature someone who is really successful, like, you know, unbelievably successful. Uh, I made a million dollars in my first year on Etsy. Let's say, you know, whatever, right? Yep, I know exactly what you say. <laughs> yeah. And that is, I mean, good for them, but that is very unachievable. Honestly, speaking for majority of people that that's an outlier that's that cannot be the norm i know it makes for great uh, thumbnail and title and content in general but what i have tried to do is that rather than looking at outliers what i try to do is bring in business owners who have been in business for the last two to three years and have found reasonable success mm -hmm. and what is reasonable is it six figure is it seven figure it really doesn't matter what matters more importantly is that they were able to in most cases replace their income which they were making at their jobs and then they were able to transition to running their businesses full-time and i think that is what most people are trying to achieve because if you start something on the side and, you know, your evenings and your weekends might go towards that. And then suddenly you come to a point, maybe a few years later, where you do see that your income is now replaced by what you're doing. So you're able to go full time. And I think that is the time where you should take that leap. And so those are the kind of business owners that I try to feature, not uh, you know, not the outliers, but something which is more achievable so that you can take those takeaways right now and something which they implemented maybe in year one and they're in year mm -hmm. three right now. So maybe you can try and replicate those things in your own business. So in terms of content creation, I'm trying to be a little different. Uh, yes, we do have the a person who started the billion dollar brand, blah, blah. But the thing is that at the end of the day, majority of my uh, content is within that realm where I'm trying to basically bring in people and who showcase their ideas and things they have done, which I feel is achievable or at least more achievable. Yeah, that, that's amazing because honestly, those, those are the things about the work that people do in their businesses, right? Like I can do podcasting part-time, but ultimately the goal would be, right? To tra transition to doing this full-time. I'm right. also an author, so writing full-time is a goal of mine. 
mm-hmm. and being able to hear stories of people who are able to do that, um, were able to have success to replace their income, to be able to live that, those lives. That is what is that's that's connects to me is what I'll say, um, where when you hear stories of people who made millions or whatever uh, in endeavors that seem far fetched. Uh, I was joking around the other day about Kylie Jenner making a billion dollar makeup business. Um, like that's not something that every person can just go out and do um, at 21 years old. You know, like that's not something that you can that's not the thing that you should highlight, right? Because that's the outlier, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the question I actually had for you, because mm-hmm. I, I'm constantly thinking about uh, growth and development and the way that we, the way that we pursue what we do. What mm-hmm. do you think is the the small difference between being good at something and becoming great at it? What does that difference look like to you? That's um that's an excellent question actually, and um, what I think is that um, see, if I'm speaking strictly about uh, content creation, what I would say is that good and great, um, it's all about having the right kind of plan and then execution of that plan. Say for example this year I have a goal of producing 30 videos uh, or 30 interviews, right? Let's say. So by interview 20, if I'm not seeing the numbers that I was hoping to see, I shouldn't get discouraged right away. I shouldn't just give up on my plan and say, hey, this is not going to happen. I might as well just give up. Because one thing, before, whether it's your just audio only podcast or you go on YouTube or you do TikTok, whatever it may be, right? There, in order to be successful, you got to be consistent. That's what I'm hearing from everyone who has done well in any kind of platform. Yeah, some people have blown up with their first video, but again, that's an outlier. That's not normal, right? So the thing is that, I think if you're consistent in everything you do, then I think that that's gonna set you apart from being good to being great. Like you are on the way already. Obviously you have to have, in terms of your content creation, you have to be in sort of a space where a lot of people are benefited from the information which is being given, right? Whether it's from yourself or your guests, there has to be, it cannot be like a very small, very niche area. Mm. Because if it's very niche, then the problem is that you're never gonna be able to get the sort of mass effect from a lot of people jumping in. You can be good in your niche too, but it could be a very small one, right? So the thing is that, If you are trying to uh, get into something where there is a lot of people who's already in it, then you got to find a way to sort of tweak your content in such a way that, you know, you stand out a little bit or a little differently from everyone else. Be consistent, um, you know, send out the same kind of message, whether it's from your guests, from yourself, from anything content-wise. 
And I think then you can actually transition from being good to great. Hmm. And the other thing I will say is that, and, and this is, again, this is true for whether you have a startup or you have a business or you have a podcast, agility. If you are not quick enough to make changes, to tweak things around, to fix something by listening to your audience, then most likely you are going to remain the same. You're never going to actually elevate yourself from being where you are right now. I I love that. I love that agility, the idea that you have to be willing to move. You have to be willing to shift. You have to be willing to change and grow and adapt and be quick in doing that um, because it's so true. Like one thing is, and those two things are it's so interesting. You said both of those from being good to great, because one is consistency and having that ability to continue and persevere, uh, even if you have 20 episodes or 20 videos that haven't taken off like you planned them to. You have 30 planned. So get to that, get to that 30, see, see it through, see the results and don't become discouraged by the results, but also being able to reflect and know when it's time to change, when it's time to take your audience and listen to what they want, uh, when it's time to look at their recommendations and, and go with it. Um, it's so interesting because there's so many people who don't. There's so many people who struggle to just change course or people who get who give up, give up because it's hard, give up because they're not seeing the results, give up because view counts might be low in the beginning. And it's oftentimes that that's the difference. There's people who give up so quickly uh, and not recognizing that you're not going to, you're not always going to find success overnight. And even if you do, you're not going to be able to sustain it just because you found it overnight. Yeah, 100%. And if you need uh, further encouragement, look up Mr. Beast's story on YouTube. And, uh, you know, what he came from, his gaming channel to what he is today. Right. And the thing is that if that is not a source of inspiration to keep going and to adapt uh, things as you see uh, them coming, right, then, you know, maybe this kind of content creation is not the kind of thing you should be in. Mm. Yeah, because you have to be you have to be perseverant. You have to really want it. And I think the other thing is that you have to enjoy it, too. There has to be a level of joy that you have with your content and what you're doing, because it's easy to get discouraged when you're not enjoying the thing you're doing to begin with. If you're upset that you have a video to make or something to edit and you don't like it, yeah, you're not going to have success. And although you might think, well, I want to I want to get into YouTube or I want to become a podcaster on a write, I want to become an author. I want to be an artist. I want to be a photographer. There's all of these other things that come with that. That isn't just the the glamorous thing you see as the outcome from your favorites that do it. And a lot of times we forget that. You know what? 100%. Like, let me ask you, Jamil. Like, the thing is that you're an author, right? So if you think of this as a job, will you be as creative as you want to be? <laughs> no, they, they, no, it's just not possible. Like, I, I couldn't yeah. possibly think outside the box or think out think in the way that I do if I didn't enjoy it because I would put these parameters on the work right I would start creating all of these formats that have to be followed 
opposed to when when you're creating or when you're interviewing you can just ask a question you can be like i want to know what good to great is to you i can just I, I didn't write that before i came here but it's like i felt that was the question and you have to give yourself that creative license because the answer you gave was great and that's the kind of stuff you get to do when you're being creative yeah i mean the thing is that if you thought that you know what today i need to write a chapter i must write it mm. and no matter what you sort of uh, get through one but then again you know you're gonna lose interest because creatives you can't really set as you correctly said that too many parameters because if you set too many parameters you're kind of not only limiting yourself but you're limiting the whole creative process in general you're never gonna get through it and um, I think this is especially true for anyone in this field uh, whether you're an author content creator photographer whatever it may be yeah and that is it's important it's important to just continue to follow what feels right to enjoy the thing you're doing and then to reevaluate it because sometimes and what I've found is uh, you might be, you might lose joy in how you're doing something, right? You might be creating processes or creating monotony in the work you're doing when you don't have to. You might be formalizing things too much and then saying, well, this is the way I've done it. This is the way it has to be done. And then not having the agility like you spoke of to just shift because that's what keeps it new and fresh. That's what keeps it exciting to say, this is the content I was creating. Um, and now I'm gonna shift a little bit and start doing different sorts of interviews because the other format either wasn't having the success I wanted to see or wasn't having the growth was stagnant um, or for myself wasn't as, as appealing as this new stuff that I get to do. Um, and I can watch my audience continue to grow and evolve with me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I 100% I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. So so where can people connect with you online? Where can they find your stuff? Uh, so on YouTube, we are the S Factor. So uh, if you look up, uh, if you go directly for the URL, it's the S Factor 3. So that's where you can find uh, all um, our interviews. We have some exciting stuff coming up uh, with some great uh, business owners, uh, people who have really done very well. Uh, some of them have taken multi-million dollar exits out of their businesses. Mm. Some people are running very successful businesses, whereas others are in the process of getting to that six-figure mark, or they have reached the six-figure mark, and you know they are uh, basically continuing from there, right? So all that is on YouTube. Uh, we have um, the success factor on TikTok, which are just you know very shorter versions of some of these uh, interviews, and on Instagram, we're the S factor as well. Weird. What um. What are some, what has been some of the best advice or best things you've learned um, through your interviewing? There have been so many, I mean, <laughs> and um, I, for each episode, I, I learned something new and this is the joy factor for me. Like, as you rightfully said that if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to keep and going. Right. So the thing is that I truly enjoy it. I have really taken so much value from just speaking to people 
So one of the things I think I will say for any creative, and this is this was my first interview with um, this commercial photographer in Australia, and what he, he said was that, you know, think of it as a business. If you the he you know as he said that you come across so many great photographers who take such beautiful pictures you know when you see the pictures but you're like oh my god it's it's so beautiful right but those are some of the people who are struggling to pay their bills mm. the reason is that you can be very talented but at the back end, if you're not thinking of this as a business, and if you have any plans, so here's the thing, if you have any plans of transitioning to a full-time content creator, whether YouTube, podcasting, whatever it may be, if you're looking to do that, then you have to think of this as a business. Hmm. So do not lose your creative edge, obviously, but at the same time, you have to think of it as a business and you have to think about what your customers need. So here the customers are your audience. So if you can have a really focused audience who you know, enjoy your content, you're listening to your customers in, in terms of changing up your content if need be, then you can be very successful. So. Mm -hmm. In summary, that's what I would say, because a lot of the advice are uh, focused towards marketing or operational, but on a very strategic level, you, you, you can be doing this on a part-time basis, not a problem. You know, you do it over the weekend or evenings or whatever, right? But at the back of your head, you wanna become a full-time YouTuber or a full-time podcaster, whatever it may be. So if that is the case, then you got to think of this as a business. Hmm. And that means getting it out to as many platforms as you can. You don't like TikTok because it's for 16-year-olds and group dances? Too bad. You got to be on TikTok. Uh, you, you know, maybe you don't like Instagram. It, it doesn't matter. You have 10 followers. You still got to post on Instagram. Hmm. You know, obviously, it's going to be different for all types of content. In general, what I'm saying is that you can't shy away from any of these platforms. You just got to be on these platforms. You can have very minimal following right now, but you still got to post. You got to be in as many places as possible because one day it's going to accumulate to something great. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's really good advice because honestly, just the idea that you can shy away from something that might actually be the thing that gets your message out better than anything else is uh if you told someone for instance if you go to tiktok this week uh you start posting tiktoks you'll get a hundred thousand views on all of your content uh i think they would say yeah of course i'd do that in the heartbeat mm -hmm. um but if you told them well you're gonna only get 10 10 people this month but in three months, you'll get 100,000 views. You're going to have a lot of people who say, ah, do I really want to be posting yeah. with just 10 people? Uh, yeah. 
but they don't recognize that both those things are the same at the end of the day you could get it tomorrow you can get it three months from now but the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is you have to hit that platform even if it's not something you would have wanted um, and same thing with Instagram or Facebook you never really know what where your audience is going to stick most or where they're going to enjoy mm-hmm. your content most so you have to you have to make it available and accessible you have to be a business you have to think of it as a business you have to start growing that foundation uh, in the early stages so that when you do get to a place where you can finally make the transition it's not something that's completely overwhelming or completely unforeseen um, because you you want to be there so you have to start thinking about how to get there yeah exactly like I I never use reddit mm. okay before uh, last week um I don't know, like I've always heard about Reddit and so many different stories, but I've never used Reddit because I never needed to. So I had to create a, not had to, I created a Reddit account and, you know, I got myself familiar with Reddit and how to post on Reddit again through YouTube. And I started posting on Reddit. It's it's obviously, this is for the long term, but the thing is that I have to do it as soon as I can, because what I realize is that if I want to transition to something which is more or less full-time-ish in the content creation space, then I need to be in in as many places as possible. And uh, that's that's just the way it is. So Mm. I I 100% agree with you that, that, you know what, today it may seem like Oh my God, it's like only a few views. Why am I doing it for only so little, uh, you know, output from all my efforts? But the thing is that it's going to pay off. And the other thing I would say, and this is also true in business, is that when you start a business, the first people you reach out to generally are your friends and family. You tell them that, you know what, I've started this particular business. If you know someone or if you need help, let me know, right? Similarly, with content creation, you got to do that too. Mm. I mean, there's that whole cringe factor, like, oh my God, I must look terrible on the camera or something, right? Give it like five minutes. Once that cringe factor is gone, you're good to go. And if your friends and your family doesn't support you by subscribing to your channel, which is completely free, by the way, or by watching your videos or listening to your podcast or whatever it may be, which again is free, then you know what? You need to find a better set of supportive friends. Mm. So um, that's that's what I'm going to say. Just start with your friends and family, you know, get them to uh, consume your content. And, and at the same time, if they are your well-wishers, they're going to give you constructive feedback which you can use later on hmm. to sort of optimize your content. Yeah, that's so that's so true. And I like to tell people, even if it's one person, right? Like sometimes that's enough for, for you to re- be, rem- be reminded that this is worth it. Uh, I'll have some times where people say, oh, you know, I listened to that episode you posted. And I'm like, wow, you hmm. know, I didn't think anyone was listening. Or I know people are listening, but I'm like, I didn't 
I have, you don't run into people all the time who are listening to your content. And sometimes it's a good reminder that this is why you're doing this. This is why it's important. This is why it matters. Um, yeah. Because it could just be one person that's seen something and said something about it. I know for a lot of authors, uh, it's, it's always the one reader that enjoyed it, right? It's the, I'm writing this book for myself, but for obviously for readers. And I'm on the third book of a series and I'm publishing it later in the, in the fall. And mm-hmm. every time I've written the book, I've had people review the book and talk about it. And each time it just reminds me of why I went through that process of months and months of writing and edits so that they could get a story that they can enjoy, that they can talk about uh, and be excited about. And it might not be a New York Times bestseller, um, but I was able to see success in many other ways. I was able to win an award. It's an award-winning book. I was able to see other people really enjoy it and leave video reviews on YouTube and, and be able to see what people thought. And those are the little moments that when I'm not selling, when I didn't sell in a single copy of book two last month, uh, I get to remember that, you know, there are going to be people in the future that can still buy this book. That it's one year old is how I can, uh, what I call it. It's one year old. There's still more opportunity for people to buy the book. The third book's coming out. And that's why you do it. You don't do it because you need a million views in one day. Uh, a couple thousand views and a few comments really change the way you're, you feel sometimes because you know that it made a difference for somebody and that this mm-hmm. worked for somebody. True. And, and you know what, uh, Jamil, um, the parameters of success is different for different people. Mm. So it doesn't have to be the bestseller or it doesn't have to win 10,000 awards or whatever it is. Maybe one or two awards or the, you know, the stuff you see on YouTube where people are actually re- reading and mm. reviewing your work. That itself, you know, it would have been one of the success factors I would set for myself, right? So the thing is that the parameters of success is so different for different people because you have to realize at what stage of the uh, process you're at, right? Uh, Are you the best version of the author you can be? Or is this a sort of process that you're going through and you're going to get much, much better next time, right? Mm. So the thing is that for every stage of your content creation journey, your success parameters will change as well. Mm. Yeah, and that's important to recognize too. Like those measuring sticks move as you grow and as you learn. And I won't say being realistic, but I'll say making sure that you set attainable um, goals and achievable <laughs> and achievable goals that's important as you're going yeah. through your process you want to be able to reach out and touch something uh, but you want to have to also stretch for it and yeah. I think that's the difference between uh, being discouraged and being motivated um, mm-hmm. and being driven it's just knowing that you can get there if you push a little bit harder agreed agreed what's uh so we're coming up on the end of our time uh, what's some final words you can leave the the guests and the audience and listeners with? I think uh, one of the things I would say is that um, whatever it is you do, whether it's a business, uh, whether it's content creation, whatever it may be, even in a job, perhaps, one of the things is to have a clear plan and 
to create sort of uh, little uh, side plans, you know, plan A, B, C, right? So the thing is that you can have an overall plan A, but you also should um, account for things may change anytime. So if changes do come in place, what are you gonna do? You know, that's your A1 or A2, or even have a plan B and set out some smaller ones, B1, B2, right? So if you have a plan, one thing I would say is stick to the plan because for anything, especially in, in the content creation game, you're, it's gonna take a long time to see success. Similarly, if you watch some of the downfall of some of these great YouTubers, people who had millions of followers, it didn't happen overnight. Mm. You know, so success and failure, it's not something which happens overnight. It does take time. So it's really hard to get on top of that uh, mountain, but it's even harder to stay there you know, so to speak, right? So the thing is that um, have a plan and see it through, you know, set a realistic uh, goal for six months, for example, or every three months. And if you see that you are not meeting the goal, you're not getting the results, perhaps tweak it and see it through another three months and another six months, whatever the time frame may be, right? And after that, then take a decision whether this is the right thing for you or not. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, I think the listeners are going to take away a ton. Uh, if you're listening right now, definitely like this. Definitely leave me some comments. Tell me how you feel, what you felt and how this made you feel. This was, this was a dope episode, in my opinion. Thank you so much, Jamil, for having me. Uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. Nah, definitely. And I'm definitely going to be looking out and I'll make sure everything's linked in the bio. Everything's leaked in the page notes and the show notes. So if you're looking to, to connect further, you definitely know where to go. Uh, and yeah, this has been an episode of Scribble Notes. Everyone, peace out. This will be out Thursday. Hope y'all having a wonderful day. Scribble Notes. Uh. Scribble notes when I wrote these quotes If I offend, pardon me, there's more me to grow Creative in my process, enjoy the show The will is different when you recognize the different strokes Different folks, same goals, we all want the most So when we reach the top, we can enjoy the toast The type of bread we get is fresh about the bakery Told them don't play with me With or without a degree, don't question my intensity Bravery, similar to agencies that want to see you fold So just pray for me and pray for me I ain't with my